with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We are rounding out with day seven of our seven days to becoming a more generous person devotional. In the Bible app, there's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up the Devo. I cannot. <laughs> no, your podcast is not two times speed. I just maybe had a coffee. Anyways, <clears throat> the scripture is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. They say this. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and to not trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in their good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience a true life. The devotional is titled, The Blessing of a Generous Life, and the quote that begins it is by Dave Briggs. Stewardship, giving, and generosity are not synonyms. Stewardship is a role, giving is an act, and generosity is an attitude. The quote above really does explain the relationship between stewardship, giving, and generosity. We are stewards who give with a generous spirit. When we do, our lives will be filled up so full that we won't be able to contain the blessings. But being generous to get something out of it is never the point. We don't decide to give our money, time, or encouragement so that we can get something in return. But one cannot ignore the blessings from God when we live our lives to be a blessing to others. If you search the internet for how generosity changes the giver's life, you'll find a plethora of studies showing that it is nothing but a benefit. There are studies that show being generous lowers one's blood pressure, reduces anxiety, makes marriages better, extends our lives, and just makes us happier overall. Rarely does anyone become poor or miserable by living generously. It just does not work that way. Perhaps the reason there are favorable outcomes to our giving is because we are not focused on ourselves. When we fixate on our own issues, struggles, and challenges, we cause inner turmoil that will end up manifesting itself in our lives in different ways. Even in times of personal scarcity, generosity can be vibrant. In fact, it's in the times that we don't think we have much to spare that we grow in our generosity by choosing to give. In difficult times, it's easy to become professional receivers. But instead, let's become professional givers. In order to see our hearts change from a scarcity mentality to an abundant outlook, we must take our minds off of ourselves and consider others. This is the most effective way to grow generosity in our hearts. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than receive. May we awake each day with hearts and minds full of gratitude for what God has done in our lives and in turn look for opportunities to sacrifice for someone else's benefit. That is generous living. 
Yeah, this is so good. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I want to focus in on that second to last paragraph because that's the one that really resonated with me the most. And because I, I think I've I felt it. The the paragraph starts off with saying, even in times of personal scarcity, generosity can be vibrant. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that whenever I was literally li like couch surfing, I was living on people's couches. There was times where I slept in my own car. I experienced months and months and months of this. I didn't really have anything that I felt to be generous with or <clears throat> to give or to offer or anything. And so I didn't. And then fast forward maybe eight months or so, I started to come into a like, I don't want to say a lot of money. It's all relative, but like a good chunk of money. And I was not good with it. I completely squandered it. I wasted it. I got so pumped up and proud of myself that I got bored and I took a month vacation to New York City. And it sounds cool, but then guess what? When I came back from New York City, I didn't have any money and no more work. And I mm -hmm. found myself in the original place I was stuck in. Wow. But I know that if I would have been a better steward whenever I had little, if I would have started building that mindset and embracing that role and, and use giving as a true act, yeah. then I know I would have been so much better yeah. whenever I came into more. And that's something that was really convicting to me. But the other part in this paragraph that says, <clears throat> in difficult times, it's easy to become a professional receiver. And honestly, I've just felt that recently. I feel so convicted here in this devotional because with everything that, you know, just transparently with everything Tori and I have going on regarding this potential move, so many things pop up and you just get nervous and fear starts to creep in and then you're afraid to give generously because in fact, Tori doesn't even know this, there was someone at our house yesterday where I felt in my heart a stirring to donate money to something that they're working on, and I didn't. I didn't say anything. I because mm -hmm. honestly, I, I don't want to cry or anything, but I, I feel really convicted in my spirit right now because I let my fear of the future keep me keep me from being generous in the present, mm -hmm. and that's just what I feel right now. So, anyways, I say that because I have let that kind of, I've justified my lack of generosity because of my fear of the future. Mm. And I just realized that my, my prayer life has all been about receiving lately because of the fear of the future. I'm only praying about receiving right now. I'm not praying about being a giver. I'm not praying for other people right now. Everything has been about me. And I, I really do just need to take my eyes off of myself and put it on those around me. The thing that really stuck out to me was slightly different, but it was more towards the beginning about the quote, how stewardship, giving, and generosity are not the same thing. That stewardship is a role that we take on. So as God gives to us, it is our role, it is our job to steward that well. And then how giving is the act. So that is after stewardship, we give in a response to what has been given to us. And then generosity is an attitude. It's the way in which we give. Are we giving out of reluctancy? Are we giving out of religious obligation? Are we giving out of a generous and excited spirit? Because we get to give, you know, like no matter where we're at, whether we don't have a lot or we are living in abundance, like the fact that we have to give is a blessing because we could have nothing. Like we could literally have nothing, but I don't ever want to get caught up in that mindset of we don't have enough to give when mm -hmm. it's like, for me, I know I've said this recently, but it just keeps coming up in my spirit that as we remember our faith 
is built for the future because just as Chad was just talking about how we're getting ready to move and there's a lot of unknowns and there's like, okay, Lord, you've provided in the past, but then the, the enemy comes in, but will he provide for the future? And it's like, yes, he is a faithful God. And I believe he will provide in the way that he deems necessary. And we right now are to steward what he has already given. And how are we going to steward it? Well, how are we going to give well? And what attitude in which are we going to do all yeah. of it right <clears throat> and so even something that I've been praying about just for those of you who might be sitting there and you're in a similar boat where there's an unknown thing in your future and it's easy to get caught up in that fear of the unknown fear of how is all of this going to work out how are all the puzzle pieces going to fit together like God what exactly are you doing right I encourage you to go back and remember his faithfulness. Go back and thank him for what he has already done. Philippians 4, 6, it says, as you make your request known to God, do it with thanksgiving. Now, that's not a perfect, perfect quote, but it's that with thanksgiving that we make the request known to God. And I think it's the same with generosity. It's like, we give out of thanksgiving that it's even been given in the first place. And so I think yeah. that like easy switch of mindset of like, man, God, you are so good. You are so good. And you've been so faithful. You've been so generous. Why would I ever doubt that your provision is also for me in the future? Yeah. And, and as you were sharing, I think the big key here is like the mindset or the attitude, like generosity is, is an attitude. And I think that we have to make sure that that's what God is after, mm -hmm. after our mindset, because we can be people who have a lot, but still live like there's a scarcity, mm -hmm. or we can be people who doesn't matter how much we have, how, how much or how little, and we can give like we serve a big God. Yeah. And remember, this is not just about finances. This is with our time, with our encouragement, with our yeah. gifts, our talents, our abilities, anything, but there's so much more there. And what a privilege to know that we as believers don't have to store up treasures on earth. Our treasures are in heaven, yeah. but we get to so freely be generous and love on the people that God loves. Yeah. Like we get to be a conduit of his love. Yeah. And there's so many ways to do that, but this is a privilege for us. Mm -hmm. It says in scripture, and they will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. Mm -hmm. And like love, it's a verb, it's an action. So it's such yeah. a great call for us to make sure that we're loving well. So good. I'm going to pray now. I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again for just your generosity, Father. Would we learn from your example? Father, would you help us get out of a scarcity mindset and remember that we serve a God who is abundant, who is limitless, who is not bound by anything here on earth. God, you're outside of it all. What seems like a lot to us is so little in comparison to what you are capable of. God, you created it all. You literally created it all, Father. So why would we ever doubt you? Would you help us, God, with our unbelief? Would you help us, Lord, remember your faithfulness? Would you help our faith increase? Would you open our eyes to the ways that we can be generous today, Father? And would you help us do it with the joy of you, Father? We want to live in your joy. We want to act out of your joy. We want to look different from this world, Father. We want to see through your eyes and not our own. 
Help us, Father, not store up things on earth, but store up things in heaven. Give us that eternal perspective today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. I just want to interrupt this part real quick just to say that that verse, 2 Corinthians 9, 7, ends by saying, for God loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think as, during your prayer, it's just like, wow, like, this pleases the Father. Yeah. You know, that like, I'll say it again. This pleases him. This makes him happy. This yeah. makes him proud of us to be generous with others. And so it's just such a sweet thing. It's like, I want to make Tori happy. I want to make Micah happy. I want to make my friends and my life happy. I want to make, you know, I want to do good by them. And don't we want to do good by God? Want to pray, sign out? I'm kidding. Anyways, (laughs) now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Good eye, Mike. (laughs) 